Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Welcome. Today we have an extraordinary vocalist. She is freaking amazing. We are blessed to have her on our show today. Please welcome to the virtual stage, Miss Sherry Evans. And the crowd goes wild. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, thank you for joining us today. I know you are extremely, extremely busy woman. Um, I, I must say, I, I love your voice, your vocals, love your talent, and it's really great to have you on the show today. Um, and so we're going to get right into it. I want to know, um, when did you discover you your love for singing? Like, when did you get into singing? So I've... I discovered it mostly in high school. I think I realized how much I really enjoyed it in high school. Before then, I sang in church and in school choirs, and I liked singing, but I didn't. I wasn't really into it like that. You know, it, it took being in high school before I really got into singing and realized that it was something that I was really good at. Yeah. So you were in like the what, what jazz choir band? What kind of? What kind of programs were you in school? Yeah, you know, I got into every choir they would let me be a part of. I was in the show choir, which is like your glee of yesterday, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I was in the full choir. I was in the girls' choir. Um, I did some smaller, you know, trio and quartet work. Um, anything, any choir they would let me join, I, I joined. Okay, well that's awesome. Um, now I know you've been doing music for a long time. You know, um, well, I was checking out your, uh, your 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 resume, your bio, and it says you've been doing it for about twenty years or more. Uh, so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your first project that you've done, your first musical project, and what was the process of recording that. So my first project was called Truly Loved, and. The interesting thing about that project is I had found out when I was 25 that I had thyroid cancer and we had to go in and remove my thyroid and they ended up doing having to do two surgeries and we weren't sure if I was even going to be able to sing again. And so I kind of made myself a promise like, hey, you know, if you get your voice back, you're gonna go and record this album so that there's something left behind no matter what you know you've left something behind uh of your of your gift and so that's how it came about that i did the album truly loved and at the time it was interesting i worked with this uh producer called greg Morzell, and he had a studio in his basement and he basically helped produce the entire project he he wrote some of the songs with me some I wrote on my own and then some were just jazz covers and uh, it took I don't know it took us maybe a good six to eight months to do the whole album how many songs on what was on that particular project I believe there were 11 and, okay. and the six I believe were originals oh that's cool i mean when did you start actually songwriting i mean i know you've been singing for a while but 
when you when did you say like, hey, I want to try my hand writing? You know, when I was in high school, I wrote poems. Like middle school and high school, mm -hmm. I would write poems. And then I would say I was probably in my 20s when I really started singing professionally that I went back to those poems and tried to figure out if I could make them into songs. And then from there, the writing just became songwriting versus poems, you know. So that's kind of how I got into writing songs versus just poems. I think poetry is just a lifesaver for so many people because it's like the seed for, for everything, <laughs> you know, for yeah. self-expression, you know. And it's amazing because I started writing songs first, actually. Well, no, actually, okay. I wrote a poem. It was one of those roses of red, violets of blue type poems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that kind of led to songwriting. And then some kind of way it flipped back into poetry. But um, I think just poetry is just the, the language, uh, a universal language. And it really helps to uh, to to grow you as an individual, as a person. You know, oh, for sure. and if you can create a, a, a melodic song from what you're writing po poetically, man, that that's amazing. That's awesome. Now, I saw that you have been. I didn't. I didn't see it on the show, but I saw on your on your resume that uh, you have, you made an appearance on, on Sweetie Pies. You know, when that was our own. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So. We were actually hired, my band was hired to do her birthday party. And they filmed the birthday party. And that is how we ended up on there because part of, you know, uh, them filming the birthday party was us being the entertainment there. And so that's how we ended up on the show. That's pretty cool. And that's actually a pretty cool thing to have on you. And your resume, you know, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were pretty popular when the show was airing. I mean, it was really, really popular show, you mm -hmm. know. So that's awesome. Um, so going into music, I mean, is there anything else that you do musically outside of singing? Uh, well, I also teach voice, so I give voice lessons to you know people, other up and coming singers around town, and even some I've recently started teaching like the younger kids too. Um, but mostly just performing and, and teaching and writing, of course. Yeah. Uh, any that ever dab with the, uh, with any instruments other than the vocal instrument? So, I, yeah, I've dabbled with several. I'm, I'm a master at none of them, but my voice. Mm. Um, I started out like most kids in like grade school on the violin. And then I played cello through all of middle school and uh, my freshman year of high school. And I learned how to play the piano as, you know, probably somewhere in grade and middle school. And I play a little bit. I use it when I write, but I don't play enough to like accompany myself or play as an instrumentalist. I mean, those are all beautiful instruments, though. There. I mean, you ever thought about going back to the cello and, sing, and, and hanging out with the cello a little bit? I know, right? I, I love hearing the cello. I don't know if it would sound so pretty if I was behind it anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> oh man, the cello is so so magnificent. You know, and it 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 took it took me growing up and maturing to really appreciate cello. You know. As a kid, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. 
But then when I, I guess once I start kind of paying attention more to musical instruments and, and performances and I start watching cellists play, uh, man, it's like they're when they're up there playing, it's like them by themselves. It's like there's nobody else up there. It's just them and the cello. <laughs> it's like yeah. they make love to that instrument and, and that beautiful music come <laughs> out of it. I'm like, man, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I would yeah. be interested to see that happen one day. That's just in my head. You know, Miss Evans playing the cello. <laughs> right. you, you never know, right? You never know. <laughs> you never know. And then with us artsy folks, you never know what we're going to So in terms of your music, what, who are some of your influences uh, musically uh, that that influenced your vocal uh, vocal ability? So, um, you know, it changes. It's, it has changed throughout this journey, as you know, as an artist, we're constantly evolving and when I was younger it was pretty much you know you hear you your influences are who you grew up hearing um, and in our house we had a lot of um, Stevie Wonder playing um, other Motown uh, music from the 50s and 60s and things like that so that played a huge part and then when I picked up jazz um, Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn were a huge influence uh, in my learning jazz and scatting and things of that sort. Um, and I also love R&B and soul. So people like Shaka Khan and Anita Baker and Jill Scott and Andy Ari, all of them are influences for sure as far as soul and neo-soul goes. Okay. Now I was checking out your your current single uh, "Walk Away," and first of all, I have to tell you that that song is amazing. Thank I mean, you. You're welcome. I'm talking about from every aspect of that song, from the the melody to the writing of the song to the music, and it was like, man, it's it sounds like you were at you know this major record deal, <laughs> you know, and you had. <laughs> you know access to this you know amazing studio and, and, and musicians and this and that and I, when I heard it I was like man how come you know this is not like I'm, I, well first of all I was like why am I just hearing it that was my first I was kind of upset with okay. myself I'm like how come I wasn't talking about <laughs> this you know earlier you know but uh, please tell us about this song you know because this song is a is this a, a beautiful beautiful um, I'm gonna say masterpiece of, you know and I like to know like the inspiration behind the song. And then when you're done with that, tell us about the project that that's supposed to be appearing on as well. Okay, so Walk Away, I wrote that song. Ooh, we're in 2022 now. So like six years ago, believe it or not, I wrote it uh, when uh, my best friend was going through some things and after we had had a long talk and we're going round and round, I sat down and I wrote the song. Well, fast forward about two more years after that, I ended up going through a divorce and going through a lot of that song got a whole new meaning for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, because now it became like, uh, real life art imitating life right or life imitating art whichever whichever way it goes um 
and the guy who produced it for me was like you need to do this song now let's 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 re-record this song and let's get it out and so that's how I ended up releasing uh walk away but it took for oh, it took a few years because I just released it last year so if you're doing your math that was still some years later um because it kind of got caught up in the whole divorce thing with royalty rights and things of that sort and so I wasn't releasing any music while I was going through that whole process um because you know Missouri is a community property state so <laughs> there's that um and so soon as that was all settled we kind of went to work on releasing that song now and then uh uh-huh. well I'm sorry um now I saw that you re- it was it released on Valentine's Day. Was that an actual? Was that on purpose? So yes and no. I, I that was like I was supposed to have this big Valentine's Day show, um, and so I wanted it released for the show. But there was like a bunch of bad weather because it's February, right. and the show was canceled. But I went ahead with the release. Um, anyway and also it's kind of funny but um, that was like the day that we had divorce papers served was on Valentine's Day it wasn't that Valentine's Day it was Valentine's Day several years prior so it was kind of like we're going to make something good happen on this day and it's going to be me releasing this song so yeah so you actually received divorce papers, or did you? Uh, or did they receive the results? No, what? like they signed the they signed the the papers to be served on Valentine's Day. I didn't get them on Valentine's Day, but that was okay. the day that that he decided to go and sign and file. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. like that would have been messed up to get papers on that day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know wouldn't have wouldn't right. have been terrible. But I'm sure he probably would have if he could have. <laughs> right, right. Wow, it's amazing what happens that, that connects to certain dates in our lives and what we remember, and uh, <laughs> kind of change the meaning of certain days sometimes. You know. Well, we're glad that you released that song. You know, on what every day would have come out. It's a it's a wonderful song, and so that's that's going on your sophomore project. Is that correct? That is up for debate right now so the plan was yes but i'm also i'm working on a big band album with uh lamar harris and the george may band his george may big band and that might actually get released first and it it, we don't plan on it being on that one so if that gets released first then it'll get pushed to the next one Oh, cool. And we just had LeBron Harris on here a couple of weeks ago. So that's yeah. that's awesome. We get the whole family on this piece. I'm here. Everybody on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as we all as we all have experienced in the world, we know COVID has, has uh put its foot on us, you know, in so many different aspects. Has COVID affected your journey in music at all? Or have you been able to push through and, and do your thing? Uh, I think I've been able to push through and do my thing. It's, you know, it's obviously had an effect on all of us in one way or another. Um, 
it hasn't been as terrible as I was concerned it would be. I had, you know, the first few months, of course, everybody and everything was shut down. But then uh, something great happened and I just got, I was busier than I was prior to COVID. So prior to COVID, most of what I, I did was private functions, wedding receptions, corporate parties. And because those weren't happening, it put me in a position to be able to take more uh, public gigs. And some of those were still happening, surprisingly enough. You know, there were a few places that were committed to still having live music in whatever capacity that they could. And so I ended up meeting a whole new group of musicians and networking and um, gigs that I probably wouldn't have had had COVID not happened. So it really kind of opened things up for me a little bit more. Um, so that was a blessing. So I've actually been busier since COVID, you know, even wow. during COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. That's cool. because. Yeah. I know that happened to everybody's story. I know that much, but right. Um, but people did find ways of being creative ways of keeping the artistry going through COVID. So mm-hmm. COVID definitely um, to work a little bit more. You know, for those who do this um, as a as for a living, you know, right. and where you know there's 100% artists. You know, uh, fortunately, like you know, I'm an artist, but you know, I also. You know, I work two jobs. And a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that. A lot of people think I just do art and do, you know, I'm like, no, yeah. I, I'm working. I'm working right. two other jobs too, you know. Yeah. But, COVID brought about me doing voice lessons. I was not doing voice lessons really before COVID. I'd had like a student here there that I was like as a favor. But because of COVID, I had people start asking me to do voice lessons. And so now I have like almost... 10 clients or something that I would have never expected that to happen so but that's that's consistent uh income coming in so is that weekly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome that's awesome and you make sure you keep doing what you're doing because you're doing an amazing job thank you no, you're welcome. now we're going to ask you this question that we ask every single party that comes on this show from dancers to singers, rappers, everything. So this question is, is meant to be fun. So let's let's have a little fun. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could create this band with you being the lead person and the people in the band, you can compile these uh, members from, you know, uh, uh, dead or alive celebrities type of people. Who would you select to be in this band? Okay, so I'm gonna stick to singers because I wouldn't even be able to tell you who I would pick instrumentally wise right that would be that would take forever for me to figure that out Okay. but singing wise um, you were Stevie Wonder just for the sheer greatness of that man's mind um, and his abilities right he can play almost an instrument he writes, he sings. He it, there's no way I wouldn't have him right there on my team. Um, then dead or alive, I would bring in Ella Fitzgerald. Like, give me some scatting lessons. Let's tear this thing up. <laughs> right. I would, I would definitely have her in. Um, who 
woo, 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 woo. Let's see who else. Um, I think I mentioned Indyari earlier. Indyari, what I love about her is her messages, mm. her positive messages, um, self love and love for mankind, that kind of thing. And so, I think, and I think our voices would go well together. Okay. Um, oh, there's just so many of people I would want to choose. <laughs> it would be like we are the world up in there, you know. Like, <laughs> you remember? I mean, you're 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 close in age with me, I think. So mm. you know what we are the world was, and all those all those artists together. That's what it would be like. That's what my band would be like—a big "We Are the World" <laughs> concert. <laughs> Well, that's hey, it worked for them, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Right. That that song was amazing. Would you would you be Quincy or you know and still singing or are you being? Would you be in the in the audience or with the or in the choir like the We Are the World? Or would you be oh, like man, the, like Chris Jones? <laughs> I would have to do both because I I'm bossy and I I can be a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to my music. So I'm told. So, but then I would also not be able to pass up the opportunity to sing with any of them. So I would, I would have to do both. I would have to find a way to do both. Well, hey, this is your your world we're talking about here. So you know, it would be done in the creativity right. of our minds. You know, right there you go. <laughs> so, so hey, it's been amazing having you on the show, man. Times go by so quickly when we do these interviews and. I'm so so thankful that we were able to have you on here so we can introduce, you know, our audience to your talent. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. No problem. Now, before we get off of here, now, how can people follow you on social media or any website that you would like to promote? So I'm on Facebook, Sherry Evans, and it's C-H-E-R-I, Evans, E-V-A-N-S. Or I'm on Instagram, at underscore the lady C-E-E, which are my initials C-E-E. Um, right now, my website's down at the moment because I'm redoing it, but go to either of those and follow me there. And I post everywhere I'm going to be, a calendar every month, um, any kind of flyers, those types of things. Okay, well, I know I'm following you all, so... You all got to check her out. Keep in touch with, you know, what she's doing out there because she's doing amazing things. And, you all, I want you all to be kind, be respectful, have fun, and learn something amazing. Please check us out, the Exchange Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Peace and many blessings.